Hey, it's Lynn Brown. I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team and a teaching partner with Empowered Living. The first half of my life, I literally was trapped by the opinions of other people. And in my spare time was a people pleaser. Then to top it all off, I had a broken mindset. And the unfortunate part about all of that is that I had no idea that these belief systems were holding me back. I just thought that my circumstances were driving my results. And then one day, I just out of the blue, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I drew a line in the sand and I was like, there's got to be more for me. And I'm fixing to find out what it is. And it was that day that I, I bet on myself for the first time in my life and things began to change. Now, I'm not saying that my life is perfect and it's just always sunbeams and rainbows, but things are better. And when I changed the way that I looked at things, the things that I looked at began to change. And then I found that quote by Wayne Dyer that said that very thing. So now I'm just committed to spend the rest of my life becoming the best version of me, partnering with people who want to do the same so that we can make the world better. And I think that probably all of you would agree right now with everything that's going on in our world, that there's been you know, never been a better time to do that. And today we have an amazing guest on the Gritty Women podcast. Grace is going to come and, and, and just share with us how we can also, not only do we have to navigate and, and, and teach and train and bring up our, our families and our children and, and people in our workplace for that matter, but also our little furry friends, um, they, they also need the discipline and growth just like we do. So I'm super excited to learn from Grace today. Grace, we're super happy to have you on the show today. What are you most excited about today? Oh my gosh. I'm honors. Oh my, and I'm glad to be here. So, you know, I wasn't sure what I'm most excited about today till you start doing your intro, you know, and two points. I really like, oh my gosh, I love what you said. One thing you said, it used to be a people pleaser. And just, I didn't think I was a people pleaser, but I did, I was born and raised in China. And you know, there's a culture thing that you're always being modest and you, you do not supposed to be too, too proud of yourself, right? And then I definitely believe that's part of holding me back when I first started business. Like you don't want to brag about your accomplishment. You don't want to talk about your success because you feel that you're not modest. And the funny thing is that actually applied to dog owners, that a lot of dog owners, almost like they worry their dog wouldn't love them. So they refuse to put discipline in the dogs. They too scared to tell the dog no. Wow. And <clears throat> because they're like, oh my gosh, will I lose the love from my dog if I do that? Will I hurt my dog? Uh, am I too abusive? Um, will my dog lose trust, but it's actually the opposite. When you're not give dog the boundaries, you lose the trust from your dog because you cannot be trusted. And that's part, you know, when you talk about that, the other thing you said, you want to be the best version of yourself. I actually teach my clients, I'm going to help them to have the best version of their dogs. <laughs> wow. But it's, it's so interesting. And I've never really even thought about the correlation between the two, but it's really, we're more alike than we are different, aren't we? I mean, we need the both, both of us, the furry friends need the same type of guidelines and discipline and boundaries as we do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very, very, especially I just have my first child, you know, it's a lot of 
new parents probably will share the parallels between raising a child, especially a younger child, and raising a puppy, right? Or displaying a dog. They have a lot of similarities. And my husband hates me talking about compare my baby to the dog, but I'm like, that's kind of the reality of it, right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> take take the dog part away but it, when you compare those two things what it, there are so many sim- similarities yeah so yeah that's that's just you know now um my business also like i focus on more old time i talk a lot about training dogs how i help the dogs the special methodologies i have um more and more recently especially during this pandemic i start really talking more about how the dog owners can empower themselves during this crazy time. And that's a lot of them contribute to why they're struggling with their dogs. It's really also a mindset change, right? They, and especially, I, I, I'm pretty sure you probably can agree with me on this, that there's so many like social pressures, the way the internet people to tell you what to do, how you should behave, how you should raise your child, how you should raise your dog. Now, a lot of my dog owners get so, like, baffled by that, right? They, they, they're struggling with their dog, and people say it's either your fault, it's your dog's fault, right? They try to help you, or maybe they're, they mean to be helpful. But a lot of them actually do not provide any actionable value to the owners and make them even more scared. Oh, I do this, but people say that's bad. Should I do this? Right. I have a lot of clients come on, told me that they thought before they work with me, dog training is black and white. There's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it. And after they work with me, they realize it's really rarely black and, black and white. There's a lot of gray area. There are a lot of nuances. Um, yesterday, I had a session with actually puppy clients. And she said, oh, Grace, the, the, the session we have, the most words I heard from you is trust your instincts. I said, yeah, trust your instinct because you know your dog the best. I, won't, I wouldn't be there live with your dog. And you have to be able to make your own decisions. And a lot of trainers out there kept telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. But I'm like, okay, you can make mistake. I will fix it later. But at the same time, you have to be comfortable making the decision, empowered to make the decision for your dog. And I hope that resonates with you in your business as well, you know. That's yeah, all that, related. That's such a great way to look at that. And, and, and I think oftentimes we do, there's so much content available, but we still, like you said, we have that, we have that instinct and we need that intuition and we need to make sure that we're paying attention to, to that. It's so funny because I, I'm a, I'm a big believer. Of course, obviously I'm a coach, but I believe in, in, in empowering yourself and, and in growth and personal growth. And I guess because I drifted for the first half of my life and didn't even know what it was. So now I'm just like, feel like I'm, I'm just so hungry for it. But I, I had this one, this is funny. This, I hadn't thought of this story in a couple of years, but one of my, he was one of my former mentors. And he said that his, his wife was, had hired a dog trainer and the, the person came to the home and said, okay, I need to spend a couple of hours um, first, you know, right out of the gate. And she's like, well, the dog is over there in the kennel. And she's like, and he was like, no, I need to spend it with, with you, the owner. So they didn't even work with the dog right at first. He worked with her. And I just thought, who knew? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's so, it's so funny because it's, it, it's like you said, it really is the, the owner is the one that will make or break, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, people talk about they understand it's training the owner, but I think it's way beyond just about the tools I give to you or tell your dog this. It's really what's the inner strength that's when you present yourself to your dog and the dog recognize authenticity. I, I can just guarantee you that. that I've worked with people who try to put up a wall. You can see they, they live their life that way. And then they have very challenged dog because the dog just like, dog sees through you, dog see who you are. And basically you're being, you, you present a message that you can't be trusted because this is not you. What you put up is not you. And, you know, sometimes personality is really hard. Sometimes really it's the willingness to recognize, okay, this is not me. Maybe I am an insecure person. I'm trying to pretend I'm not, right? And so if you constantly pretend you can't work on what's the challenge you have inside and you're, you're going to have really hard time to help your dog. Wow. And yeah. What, what have you done before? Like when you, when they call you after the fact and they're having this major trouble with the dog, they've already pretty much spoiled the dog or ruined the dog. <laughs> then they call you like, can you rescue us? Like, can you give us an example of something that, you know, a dog that you had to retrain? What'd you do? So I love this question because there's so many great examples, but I, I like to use one of the, obviously it's a more classic example is one of my client's dog named Harvey. Dog name is Harvey. And they came to me, the dog already eight years old. And they reached out to me on LinkedIn, actually said, hey, I saw your dog trainer. I have a very challenged dog. Do you think you can help me? My first reply is that your dog already eight years old. Are you sure you want to spend the time, money and effort? to train your dog. Because, you know, when dog getting older, some people just like, I give up, right? My dog's old enough. So they replied, yeah, we're very committed. Um, and later on, they actually told me, Grace, if training with you can give my dog the best last several years, that would be worth it. And so I was like, all right, let's get started. So I jump on a call. I usually do a like really long, just like kind of similar like what you just said. I spend about an hour and a half to two hours with my clients on the call before we even meet to talk about kind of their personal life, personal struggles, right? What are their struggles with the dogs? What are some of the diagnoses with the dog? So they've worked with multiple trainers. They believed their dog was dog aggressive since the dog was for three, four months old. And all the trainer they worked with told them your dog is dog aggressive. And they, whatever the methodology they train the dog is always try to say, we need to stop the aggression. And from the conversation we had, I was like, I don't think, I never seen your dog. I haven't seen your dog yet. I could be wrong, but I don't think your dog is dog aggressive. I think your dog's extremely insecure and fearful. And aggression, just a symptom of like a bullying, right? The bullies, I always use the example, bullies are most insecure kids in the school, right? Or adults in lives, right? And they acting like really bad ass in a sense, yeah. right? But they're actually very insecure people. I said, that's your dog. From what they described to me, I said, more than likely your dog just extremely insecure. And so we finally met and I use a lot of what I call relaxation technique. I teach the dog to learn to be more calm and relax themselves. I believe behaviors is reflection of the mind. So in order, I said, in order to change behaviors, we have to teach the dog how to calm their mind. Then the behavior are gonna follow. 
doesn't mean we won't tell the dog no, doesn't mean we won't teach the dog what's allowed, what's not allowed. But the core, the root cause of the challenge, if your dog's insecure, we can't just uh, say you have bad behaviors to fix the behaviors. We have to teach dog you need to build confidence. So <clears throat> we did a lot of relaxation work. We basically teach dog, okay, you need to calm yourself down when you feel the insecurity, right? To recognize that almost like kind of doing human work, but not exactly, right? I know. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking you're talking about a dog and I'm thinking about my, <laughs> my coaching clients. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so my clients actually, um, they start seeing different just after one session because dog, I tell my clients really what I'm teaching is a, a better, more effective communication with your dog. Your dog, all these years, your dog finally like, okay, you finally got me all these years. Somebody finally understood me about what's going on. And Gosh, and then uh, I think they work with me for several months and they still remain one of my best clients. Till this day, we haven't worked together for like a couple of years now. They still send me updates and their dog doing great and they enjoy golden years now. The dog is about 11 or 12 years old now. So, wow. And that's, they, and the dog now, uh, last time I saw the dog, they boarded the dog with me, dog able to be off leash in my yard with two other dogs zero aggression signs. And uh, he actually enjoy himself. I'm just running the yard, marking my yard and everything. Yeah, yeah. And they, my client told me they almost cried, like just seeing that. They never thought that could be possible in almost wow. 10 years of their dog's life. They've struggled the whole life of their dog. And they couldn't believe that's it's, in a sense, it's misdiagnosed the entire time. Wow. So I hope that's a story. Oh, that's a great <laughs> example. And, and I can see just thinking about, you know, I'm, I can't help but think about some, some of the pets that we've had. And in this one last, this lab that we had, we did have to finally get rid of him because we could not control him. And man, I wish I had known you then. <laughs> I know. I that's like, a, I've got one for you. <laughs> that, that's why I started putting myself out there more. I used to um, just take on very few private clients, high ticket clients throughout the year. This year, obviously, pandemic and everything, I started putting more stuff online. Good. And then, <clears throat> so I start wider reach. I'm like, I can actually finally have time helping out more people with the online presence. That is so awesome. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm not, no joke, I'm sitting a, a thinking of a few referrals that I'm going to send, you know, to you, because I'm, I know some people that have just gotten dogs and, and so many people are not really, I mean, they've heard of dog trainers, but they probably just take what's local and they don't really know what they're getting. But I mean, I can definitely see how I could send you some referrals and like, do you ever partner with veterinarian clinics? Not yet. Um, I, I used to, I just started a relationship that I moved literally across the state not exactly that far but I moved like two hours away and then so that's yeah but if there's any veterinarian that would be really great because um you know especially the dog type of dog I, I work really specialized with shy fear for reactive ones those are the dogs even vets doesn't like um because a lot of them could be really aggressive or doesn't want to be touched by strangers yeah uh, I had one client they have to switch three different vets to find the vets willing to take the dog in uh, because oh, otherwise like hands off, I wouldn't want to touch your dog. And <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so if there's vets like willing to like, you know, 
um, really understand. Sometimes I even I think one of the struggle also some of the vets they are they're good at what they're doing, but they're not necessarily know the training part of it. Yeah. Um, and then they actually not sure how to approach a fearful dog. Depends on the personality, and because I have clients that have struggles, I usually give my clients a set of instructions. This is the thing you need to tell your vet or vet tech that how to handle your dog. Now, some of the vets willing to follow that, some of them th- not quite comfortable following it. Then th- that's going to directly result how successful that uh, physical exam is. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely see such a need and such a fit for your services with veterinary clinics and just to expand that whole, and even like pet smarts and pet places where people go for pet food and all supplies. Can you imagine just the, the outreach that, you know, here I am building <laughs> your business for you, but I, yeah. I just, I can't help it. It's just how my brain works, but wow, that's, that's really interesting. I can see how it could help. Um, people in so many different areas because that causes stress. I mean, when you come home and the dog has chewed up your new uh, flower bed or the, all your, your mats on your porch or whatever it is, or eating the sofa, it causes stress in the family. So I can really see how you could really be an answer to a lot of people's problems. And then, and we know that when we become the solution to people's problems, then we have a customer for life. So yeah. Awesome. Wow. Thank you for well, sharing awesome. that. Yeah. I'm so excited that, to have gotten to know <laughs> you and we'll definitely stay in touch. I'm going to send, like I said, I have a few friends. I'm going to send your way. Uh, tell us the best way for people to contact you. So um, right now, actually the best way is go to my website, mensa-mats.com because I actually create this free report. It's, I'm debunking two biggest industry norms as well as the three tips that you can do today to reduce your dog's reactivity. So this really actionable things in the reports. And after you sign up, you also receive an email series called 24 Days to a New Dog. So you receive daily emails and all the great tips and advice I put there. I actually have uh, email subscribers actually email me, say, oh my gosh, Grace, my dog already started improving. Just one sentence from your article that I read. Yeah. So that's probably the best way. Really get all the goodies first. And if you feel like, Oh, Grace, I want even more than, you know, that's the way to reach out. And they can reach out to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll definitely do that. And, and, um, we can, you know, I can post that your, your email or your, you know, your website on my Facebook too, and share that with friends, tag people in it, whatever. Cause I, I think there's a big need for that. So thank you so much again. And, and before we dash out of here, when you hear, you know, when you heard Gritty Women podcast, the gritty, the G is for gratitude, R is for resilience, the I is for inspire, the two T's are for think tough, and the Y is you do you. Which one resonates with you the most? Oh my gosh, I didn't actually know that each word has, I just heard gritty. I think gritty is a word itself, right? Well, yes, I speak yes, English, so <laughs> I always joke, I don't speak English, so maybe that's why. Uh, Wow. I think even you said R is resilient. I think that's probably the one, right? Um, resonate more, most of the words that you pop up right now, because um, I, I constantly tell my clients, you know, we're resilient. That's why we're here. And right. your dog is more resilient than you think, because we don't give our dog enough credit. Uh, we're always so worried. We, we think them as such a fragile beings. 
Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I might hurt him. I said, no, you won't. It's it's a dog. He can handle this. Yeah. Right away. Wait, don't give them credit to allow them to be resilient. I actually, that's also a real thing. The domesticated dog no longer have the ability to kind of reset themselves and uh, recover from their emotional stress in our household because we don't allow them to. We, we, we kind of like train them not to able to recover from their own emotional stress. Um, <clears throat> so the resilient, I think that's really a good word. Uh, the other thing, obviously, what we're going through right now during this pandemic and, you know, it sucks, <laughs> it does. but, but we're going to get through this because we're resilient. That's, That's exactly like, right. We're going to get to the other side and be better because of it. So, yep. Well, thank you once again for, for being with us and just to all of our listeners, let's all remember that gritty is the new strong and we just need to go out there and be the best versions of ourselves to make the world better because together is better. So I look forward to the journey together, Grace, and I'm going to send you some referrals and, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Awesome. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right.